Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Ron Efron. I'm recording this cast again from Shanghai, China. With me today as my guest is Nicholas Forle, who is the marketing manager for a very interesting company, a company named Security and Safety Things. This is a visionary company that is basically the way I understand it is bringing the concept of an app store to security cameras and really providing a lot more value and flexibility to customers in the market. So Nicholas, uh, welcome to the show and thank you for joining me. How are you doing? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm doing very well. Thank you. And you are based in Munich, is that, that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, we are based in, in Munich, Germany, where our headquarters are. Great. Okay. So obviously the, the name security and safety things is an interesting name. So maybe give us a very brief introduction of uh, what, is, what is your company about and just tell us a little sure. bit. Sure. So the company was founded about two and a half years ago and we are um, working on smart cameras. So what we actually do is we provide a, a platform um, that is open to every company that, that wants to participate. And that's the interesting thing about it. So we offer uh, a camera operating system that is based on, on Android, um, the Android Open Source Project. And we have altered that operating system to, to work for, for cameras. And we've hardened it and uh, put in a, a specific video pipeline. So it really works well on, on video cameras. And we provide that to all manufacturers and they can then basically equip their own cameras with that operating system. And next to that operating system, we've put in an application store, as you've already uh, mentioned in the introduction. That application store then connects seamlessly to that camera. So you can basically then um, buy and download any kind of apps from that application store and seamlessly integrate it in your in your cameras. And that gives you really the the option and flexibility to um, yeah get get all kinds of solutions. That's very interesting. So w- the way I introduced it is is would you agree with that? So it's like an app store for security yeah, cameras. Absolutely. Yeah, the app store is our our um, yeah core product. Um, if if you want, um, next to the to the operating system, um, we work with a lot of partners partners on the on the hardware side, which are the manufacturers that basically basically take on this this operating system for their cameras and also right. very important the third party application developers that provide applications um, upload it and, and sell it through our store. And, and there we, we by now have more than, than 80 um, applications already, a lot of partners. And that's that's really cool. So that's very interesting. I, I had a chance to look at your app store and it is very user-friendly and sort of very modern, I would say, and, and um, very fast. Tell me, I understand that this is not available to every camera, right? It's only, it's available to those manufacturers that participate in this, the system, uh, can I say? Yeah, th- yeah, that's correct. Um, well, there's there's different ways to go about it. So yes, we provide an operating system for cameras, and that only works for those cameras that um, run uh, a certain hardware spec also. And the manufacturers need to to adapt it into their cameras. And we have six different camera partners there from Hanwha, Vivotech, Bosch, TopView, BST, and Andro Video. Mm-hmm. And they have all adapted that to, to their camera. Okay. Now, there's also another possibility to work with an, an AI box to do retrofit. So um, one of our um, camera partners, Vivotech, has provided an AI box where you can retrofit a camera, an existing camera, and and run basically then the apps um, on that box. So I I assume you will be adding more cameras to more manufacturers to that list. Do you have an active plan for that? Yeah, absolutely. So we are talking to a lot of um, manufacturers, negotiations there, but I as of now cannot um, announce um, um, anyone there. 
Okay. And I think this is very interesting again, because this gives a chance for third party or third sort of third party developers to come up with all sorts of creative solutions that integrators or end users can then download to their camera at a very reasonable price and try or actually implement these very specific narrow solutions that they may need. Yeah. yeah and it's a good point you um, you mentioned there, this this narrow solution. So an, an application store like that really enables the long tail of the market. So right. what you currently see in the market is, of course, a lot of um, enterprise solutions that work for the, for, the, for the standard use cases. But if you have something as, as a business that might not be that common or what might be more a special solution, then it's difficult to find a good app for that. And then the integration effort is quite high. And, right. and we already see that there's, there's applications coming to our store that are more in, in the niche market, like, for example, in, in a bank um, ATM room covering the, the pin pad, so blowing that. This kind of more niche applications are already in our store. With regard to, to the pricing, it, it actually ranges. There's um, applications ported that up. There's high standard um, industry applications that are also then for a normal um, industry price available. And there's applications there that, that are um, smaller applications um, that, that serve yeah some some different use cases that are also offered there for a cheaper price so it's really a big range of applications um, to, to basically cater the need of, of of everyone so how did this be obviously i have more questions to ask here it's very interesting yeah. but how did this begin what's the story i know you can tell more about it but i know you're part of the bosch group uh, to some degree so yeah. that gives some credibility to the company as a whole but where did this come from? How did this begin? And uh, can you maybe tell us a little bit about the, the story of origin here? So um, it's interesting because I've also, also been working for, for Bosch before and basically saw the development firsthand. And we had a, a new VP coming to our um, um, company that came from the um, telecommunications industry. And he basically started to get familiar with the business and saw the different market share and found out it's a very fragmented market with a lot of proprietary operating systems in, in the camera business. And then came up with the idea similar to what you see in the in the phone business with, with Android, basically creating an operating system that all manufacturers can adapt and put an application store for smart AI apps next to it. And he proposed that to the Bosch Group management and got the funding for that. And they started a, a project within Bosch, work on that, and, and quite quickly found out two things. It's it's quite a big project to create this, this entire platform. It's a lot of developers you need, and it's a whole co uh, company per se. And mm. um, second, if you want to do that right, you can't do it from within the Bosch camera business because it's just a trust topic that people want or that right, manufacturers want. Yeah, they want to be to be sure that, that we don't basically favor um, Bosch cameras towards any other cameras. But that's why we've been basically founded as a separate company um, apart from Bosch. We are still 100% funded by Bosch, but we are not under basically Bosch management, um, and we then can 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 operate um, um, independent from that, and that's the important thing. So we are not um, so under any regulation. You can be more entrepreneurial. You can be more creative. Yeah, and and not exactly, part of the yeah. large corporate. That's very interesting. So you're fully funded by Bosch. So you're 100% subsidiary of Bosch, if I understand correctly. Yeah. yeah. But going to your website, you you can't see that. It doesn't seem like it. It's not. You don't. You don't. Uh, at least not on the surface. You don't. It does. It's not clear that you're part of Bosch. 
Yeah, it's, it says um, um, on in the About Us page, um, so we don't hide it. Um, right. You see it on the Careers page if you, if you go a little bit but down. But you don't deeper, highlight deeper. it. You don't, you don't show off We don't highlight page, it. Right. No, we don't show off about that. We also have our own brand because of this purpose. We don't want to be associated just with that manufacturers because that would limit us basically mm. on our scope. We really want to be a neutral, open platform that can take on any camera manufacturer. And we will work with, with any um, camera manufacturer that want to basically part our operating system. Okay. Well, that's very, that's very smart. And in terms of how the, how does the platform work? So again, I, I've, I've seen it, I've, uh, I've seen a demo of it, but I'm sure people have a question here about the security element of it. How do you vet those developers? Do you have any system there to ensure that you're um, uh, high security standards? Because at the end of the day, we are in the security industry. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. We get that question a lot, actually, and and of course, our no, there, there's two things to it. Um, one is the operating system, and um, as said, um, it's been um, hardened with regard to security. There's a lot of tests um, internally and externally. Agencies that are specialized um, with regard to cybersecurity that do white box and black box testing on that operating system to make sure that it's really safe in itself. On the other hand, side all camera or um, third-party app development companies um, that want to basically start working with us um, are going through a wetting process where we basically check the background of the company um, and make sure this is a, a legitimate um, company in itself. And then once they, they upload an app, it doesn't go automatically into the application store. It first goes through a cybersecurity um, checking process where you make sure that that this app doesn't have any cybersecurity Any malicious issues. code or anything. Any malicious code, exactly. And then once this is um, basically checked, only then it's released in the application store and then available to, to purchase. Okay. Well, we will, in the show notes, we will add links to your website and to all that uh, information so people can go visit yeah. that and read it more about that themselves. That, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anything else about the platform that you'd like to share with us? So the, 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 I've, what I've just mentioned is um, is the operating system, the application store, but there's also some more things that go around it that um, I'd like to share a little bit. And, and one thing is, of course, the development environment for the third-party developers that we that we are offering. Where so you support a, developers. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So where the tool chain is in place and 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 makes it quite easy for developers actually to create those those applications. We've had um, app challenges um, hosted here for for just a couple of days where we invited people that haven't been associated yet with the camera industry but knew how to program. Um, Android apps, and they basically have, have created interesting um, apps in, in just two days. For example, there was this one group of, of two application developers that have created an application that could detect a flashlight in a museum. Most museums don't, don't like if you um, take pictures of, of or yeah, t- take flash pictures of the, um, mm. the the paintings on the wall because that's that's not good for those paintings. Right. And and those apps could could basically detect if flash um, was was going off somewhere in a room and then could alert um, some. That's very and, useful. And, yeah, and it, it's it's so easy. And when you think about it, but this is really the cool thing of, of creating a platform that gives access to, to so many um, developers out there. And there is such a massive um, community of, of, of Android developers out there. And with this uh, tool chain that we offer, we make it easy for them to actually develop also now 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 camera apps. And they, of course, because they don't come from this industry, they just take it from a different angle and, mm. and have new ideas. And, and this is really... That's great. Um, what we like about this. Yeah. And the other thing is that we also have a device management. Um, it's basically cloud-based um, management of, of the camera and the apps. So you can commission the camera in the cloud and then um, install the apps, um, the app store and, and configure it from there. And you can set remote alerting and, and maintenance. So 
what you can do is um, you can you can have a health alerting uh, when when your camera is down and when your camera has any issues and um, you can for example see the CPU or RAM and based on that you can you can do maintenance and you can also do that remotely and uh, we believe that this is a big efficiency gainer for for integrators yes. that don't need to drive to the site all the time but fix a lot of things um, from their offices and upgrading or changing an app is really just by the, the click of the mouse it's very fast uh, i was very impressed yeah that's that's really i think uh, one of our usps that that we offer there basically this this seamless experience and um, what do you see in other application stores and out there is that it's more like a catalog of different mm. apps and you often then have to reach out to the application developers and to to actually get this 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 app then and then you need to do some some integration effort and, and with mm. us um it's really you you purchase it and in the next second you download and install it on your camera and that's it then you are, it's it's a few minutes and you're about from from zero to to running um the app on the camera and that's mm. i think really the the unique feature that we have tell me nicholas what do you think about the future what what are the what are the Obviously, this is a trend, right? But how do you see the trends developing in the future? Where do you think this is going? I think there's several trends in this industry. Um, Media analytics has been a trend in this industry, I think, for a couple of times already. Mm. (laughs) Um, I think this is the third time that this is really hyped in in this industry. But we believe that this time... It's really making progress and in, in becoming the, the standard in, in, in video surveillance and, and going away from basically monitoring the video stream all the time. Reason is that the AI-based video analytics, in, in comparison to, to rule-based video analytics, there's there's much fewer calibration efforts. So overall, the the effort is um, to to set it up is 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 not as high. There's a very flexible system in place. Uh, inferencing um, on on the edge of the camera, camera itself, basically the app itself becomes better, and it's not inflexible like it used to be. It's it just gets out of the factory. There's already um, analytics um, coming with the camera, but it always stays at the same level. And and now. Right. The nice thing about machine learning is that it basically becomes better. It, it's learning as it goes. And, and this is why we believe in the future there's really going to be less human intervention on analytics. It's much more reliable and, and thus also useful. So you can really then gain efficiencies from, from this technology. Mm. Overall, what we see in this industry is that all different layers are going to stay important. The edge is so the camera itself will become more important so that, that applications will run on the camera itself. And that's also for data privacy reasons. And in Europe, we have this GDPR law that personal data is to be handled very discreetly. And if you run an application um, or an analytics application on the camera itself, you don't need to send the entire stream to the cloud. That, of course, helps a lot um, when it comes to, to personal data. So you don't need to send the stream, but you could only send send metadata as an alerting, for example. Yeah, that's um, a trend. Going around the world, this whole like GDPR sort of uh, similar rules are almost in every country now. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think it makes great sense. I mean, video surveillance, video analytics offers a lot of opportunities, but it's also important that that we make sure that we manage the risk properly. Um, mm-hmm. That, that this has and, and no one wants to live in an all-world kind of environment so you want to make sure that this, this personal data is also um, secure. Well, the Europe is really uh, leading uh, that effort in many ways. I mean, here in Asia, it is very much like what you're saying. Cameras are everywhere and... Um if you're a criminal here in China, forget about it. You're going to be, <laughs> you have nowhere to hide. 
Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty crazy. For for us, it's 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 really important to make sure that 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 of course this 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 opportunities um that one can take um, advantage of the opportunities that it offers, and, mm. and of course it's it's a big opportunity to make sure that um, that you you get um, criminals out there. But on the other hand, you also need to have the acceptance in the population that this is a good thing. And I think with running this this analytics um on the edge and and making sure it's really only the relevant data is used. Right. You can you can do that, and this is unless human are. intervention, right? more machines. And so, obviously, you believe this is the future. There'll be more usage like this, but there's also others are getting involved in this a little bit, right? I, I think you mentioned other manufacturers trying to lead similar efforts. Uh, I know that AWS are trying to offer some uh, video AI capabilities on the cloud that are going to be uh, also uh, connected to cameras. Uh, we haven't seen that in the market yet, at least not here in Asia. But it seems like that's sort of moving in that direction. Absolutely, and and we are happy that um, actually that, that there's more companies that also go in that direction, and there can be different ecosystems for for different um, use cases, different purposes, different segments of the market. We believe this is definitely going to be the future. There's going to be more marketplaces um, that allow security professionals, but also end users, to really find the apps that they need without searching everywhere on the internet, but but having this this one go-to place where they can find for their system that they have in place the, the right apps. And it's it's possible to trial it right away. Um, so the marketplace concept in itself is is a convincing concept. And this also, um, you asked me earlier how we see the market going. And I think with what you mentioned, um, other providers also going in that direction. There's going to be a sales channel shift from software purchase that used to be purchased before the installment of of the entire system. And I think it's going to, or we think it's going to change to be a post-installment where you create a a video um, solution and then you deploy the apps after it's been installed, see if they run well, and um, often it's, it's it's a software as a service model. So you can basically um, purchase a one-year license for those apps. And then if you're not happy with it after a year, you can, you can switch or you can see that there has been a new manufacturer that created an even better app and you can take this one. So there's going to be real big change um, from like um, this, this basically install and forget to a really a continuous maintenance and improving of, of the system. Yeah, and of course, uh, it, those platforms that have the larger base of apps or, and of uh, participating manufacturers, uh, I guess will will really win because the scale here matters, right? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, you you want to, to go to an app store where you think that there are the, the best apps and also the, the the most apps that actually um, serve your your use cases and, then, and of course yeah, more developers will will work on that too so it's like a it's a cycle right it's a um yeah it's a reinforcing it, cycle it's a reinforcing cycle but we still believe that there's room or a market for for several application stores as mm. i said because i think there's several segments of the market and several different um, technologies that all make sense um for for different use cases and thus we believe there can be um, a few markets what we don't think is that that each manufacturer will have their own application store because right. then that you don't have sense. this. Yeah. Right. So just t- so talking about trends and um, I understand you're primarily focused now on the European market and the American, the North American market. You're not really active in the Asia market. Is that correct? No, we are now going into um, into Asia. Um, actually, um, we are rolling out this year in, in, in Singapore. Um, we're going to to South Korea also, where where our manufacturer partner Hanwha is um, sitting. Oh, we are already in in Taiwan, 
and um, Vietnam, we still have on our list for 2021. Okay. So well, Asia is absolutely I'm happy relevant. to hear that. I realized that I just read in the news last week that you opened a USA facility in Pittsburgh. That's correct. Yeah. Um, so we do have offices in, in, in Munich and Eindhoven for, for quite some time already. Munich um, is our headquarter and Eindhoven mm-hmm. um, is the development hub for our operating system. We've opened um, Pittsburgh. We do have a lot of good developers there that basically work together with the third-party application developers and, and really create a, a hub there um, to, to support those, those development partners. We are happy to be in Pittsburgh and we have operations there with a university there. And so far, it's good. There's a lot of developers also in the in the US market. And so this will be an R&D center and a sales kind of uh, office, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. It's the, the main focus on is is on is on R&D and supporting developers, um, but we also have some some business development colleagues um, that that sit in the US of course. And then they are associated with that office whether they are sitting in Pittsburgh themselves or, or are located somewhere in the US. Um, but this is of course our hub in the US. Well, I am for one uh, happy to see that Bosch is uh, investing uh, in this kind of expansion. I think it's great that a European company is uh, uh, investing in the United States as well. We need more of that cross-border international sort of uh, activity everywhere. I'm also very happy to hear that you're having some inroads in Asia, and hopefully yeah. that will be beneficial for you. Of course, Korea, Taiwan, Singapore, these are all hotbeds for innovation and a lot of activity going on. So I really hope this uh, is successful for you. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. We are super excited to um, to go there and to, to gradually expand um, throughout the globe. Great. So before we wrap it up here, is there anything else you would like to add? We will add in the show notes, uh, obviously your webpage and some contact information. Uh, so if people can go there, if they want to learn more about what you're doing, uh, if they want to be part of that effort in any way or, or be a customer, is there anything else you don't want to add before we uh, wrap this up? One of our big partners, also worth mentioning, it's the Open Security and Safety Alliance. Mm. It's basically an alliance that works together with, with everyone that is interesting, interested in this in this ecosystem and groups together manufacturers, um, SOCs, um, integrators. And the interesting thing here is, um, is that they basically have yearly meetings where they um, also come up with some some ideas and, and, and specs for, for our operating system that we then discuss together with them. So I think um, adding their websites in, in the show notes is also interesting for, for a lot of um, mm. potential partners. That's a great idea. You know, we like to promote on this show, we're in the business as well, but on the show, we like to promote the fact that we believe security industry as a whole needs to step up and do more. Uh, security yeah. managers, security operators, everybody in the industry needs to step up. And what happened recently with COVID just proves that more. Right, so we need to be part of the solution and work together with our colleagues in IT or in management or in HR or wherever they may be, because security really goes across all that. It's not just one, it's not isolated. The risk itself is not isolated. So the security professionals need to step up and really shine and do be the best they can be and really uh, add value to their organization, to the society that they live in. Absolutely. And we believe that the physical security industry will now, specifically with COVID, but will have a mandate for health and safety also. Yes. That means um, any future pandemics that might come up, I think we also have effects because of the climate crisis. And and I'm sure there is some apps we haven't thought about yet that can also help to to at least ease that at a certain extent and make sure there's less um, catastrophes. And right. of course, what we see is as a big trend is, is business analytics. Analytics um, in itself um, can be very um, useful in security, but but also those those cameras 
can can be used much further to also give increase the convenience and, and, and experience of, of customers of fans going to stadiums um, of, of anyone in, in in basically in the in the in the so-called smart city so um there's a very good interesting point interesting yes. to be in do you think that you will expand into like other aspects like uh, into building management or um, access control systems or anything like that yeah, at some point yes um, we are currently focusing on cameras but um, yeah it's it's called security and safety things because we believe we have a few IoT. more things coming yeah yeah exactly IoT there's there's going to be a few more internet of things and um, devices um, in the future that can be connected and and yeah you mentioned access control that of course um, makes perfectly sense to go together yeah. with cameras it's a bit more complicated, I think, but I would definitely like to see a lot more interconnectivity between systems than in the past where everybody just had their own system and didn't play with others. I think that the manufacturers benefit from that, which I understand, but end users, I think, lose some value from that. Absolutely. And and we see that already in the B2C environments, right, that um, then you can now connect on a, on a few platforms and different different devices from different manufacturers. And um, we believe right. this will also um, go to, uh, towards the B2B industry and, and the professional security market. Okay. Well, uh, Nicholas, I, I wanted to thank you again for your time. Uh, thank you again for everything you're doing. I know I've talked uh, in preparation for the show. I talked to some of your other colleagues as well. Uh, everybody there gave me um, a great impression and, and you all are doing great work. Continue uh, promoting this and really uh, spearheading these new use case and technologies. Uh, for the world that's that's great stuff maybe we'll have we'll get you back on the show again in the future maybe another year or so to see how what progress you guys made in the meantime and what new things yeah. you're up to how does that sound absolutely sounds very good yeah thanks a lot for the opportunity to, awesome. to come here and um, anytime uh, we'd love to come back great well uh you stay safe and thank you again thank you on bye-bye <laughs>